Percy, no one ever wants to face a battle with cancer, but let me ask you, can God bring something positive out of a cancer diagnosis? Have you seen that? I have, and the key to this from from a Christian perspective, from a spiritual perspective, is uh, we believe that God is known for working all things uh, to work together for the good of those who love him. And so, therefore, what I have seen and experienced is even in the midst of some of the most uh, difficult and, and, and trying scenarios of cancer, beautiful things, relationships, scenarios, mm-hmm. situations blossom in the midst of what is considered such a horrific and negative experience. It reinforces the idea of how God can can produce beauty out yeah. of what appears to be such negativity. You got to just stand back and smile sometimes at what happens. It's the, it is the thing that continues to keep me grounded and rooted in the idea that we serve a sovereign God who knows all, who sees all, and understands all, despite we not understanding that and seeing that at the time. And when we experience that, all that can do is bring a smile on your face and a rejoicing in one's heart. Well, we're going to hear a conversation today that you had with a couple of very special ladies because a bond developed between the two of them, a patient and her nurse. And when we think about that, how often and how frequent does that happen inside of a healthcare environment? I would, su- I would suggest probably not very, but this is a case where that did just take place, and we are excited and pleased to know of that relationship. And we're going to learn from it here today as you stay tuned now for Health, Hope, and Inspiration. The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. I'm so glad you're going to join us now for Health, Hope, and Inspiration. My name is Wayne Shepherd. Our host is Reverend Percy McRae. Percy is Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. You have one of the most unique jobs in America. I I truly believe that, Percy. It's it's true. It's true, Wayne, and I thank you for acknowledgement of that because I've thought that, I believe that, and I tell people that all the time. And I am grateful, as I've said before, that when I finally showed up for my job, God did not give my job away to yeah. anyone else. He kept it for me until I showed up for We're it. calling it your job. It's your calling, <laughs> and, actually, uh, isn't I, it? I, it yeah. absolutely is. It is my calling, and it has, been, it has served a, a greater portion of the time that I've been alive, and I've been gratefully appreciative of the fact that God allowed me to do what I do every day. It is true that in circumstances like a cancer journey for someone, uh, sometimes unexpected things happen. Friendships develop, for instance. Well, I I think one of the great mysteries that uh, we continue to espouse is when you hear cancer and when you think about cancer, people think of all of the negative things that will or could or potentially happens. And there are realities there. But in the midst of all of that, there are great things that God produces from that. And it reminds me of the greatness of who God is because God can produce great good things out of any negative circumstance. And it is the reason why we serve him because God is good and he is good all the time, Amen. even when we can't see it initially. Yeah. Amen. We're going to have a great example of that as we meet a couple of very special ladies here today coming up on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Our question of the week for you to answer, and we love getting your answers to these questions, by the way, is what would you have done differently on your cancer journey? Let's learn together from the experience, the collective experience of our audience here. What would you have done differently in your cancer journey? Well, given the the number of, of people who have subscribed to this show and listened to this podcast, 
Uh, we would we learn also from you with regard to uh, your experiences, your thoughts. And so in this particular case, what would you have done differently on your journey? I would imagine that there are people who would love to hear that and learn from that as we continue to talk about how to progress and move down that path. So, again, send your response to us at Health Hope at inspiration.com. And when we have opportunity, we'll share some of those responses that hopefully will help others to learn from your experience. And we have a free resource for you when you go to that website as well. We'll talk more about that in a few minutes. All right. Uh, You have scripture in hand there. What, What are you looking at? Well, and again, it'll help shape and frame today's discussion and interview found in Proverbs, the 18th chapter. And we're going to read verse 24, and it gets right to the point. One who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Of course, the scripture is making reference to our relationship with God uh, and and faith through Christ, who uh, said that he would be with us, he would never leave us, and he would be with us even unto the end of the ages. But it also makes reference to, and I think can speak to the fact that God can assign uh, people and relationships in the natural that we connect with uh, human to human. And that's exactly what we're going to hear today about the power of a partnership between a caregiver uh, who is a healthcare professional and a patient that she was supporting and the power of a relationship that developed between the two of them. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America, a comprehensive cancer care network. They treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com. You can click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have. You can do that by simply calling 866-712-HOPE, 866-712-4673, 712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, without delay, let's get to our conversational interview here today. Percy sat down with some people we want you to meet. Today, we have with us on Health, Hope, and Inspiration, Gene Bates, who is a former cancer patient at Cancer Treatment Centers of America in Atlanta, originally diagnosed June 2012. Joined with her today uh, is her uh, treating nurse, Elaine Wallace, uh, who has been a nurse at Cancer Treatment Centers of America in Atlanta since 2012. Welcome to both of you to today's show. How you doing? Doing great. Great. Good. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, I'm excited to have both of you. And as I got to know you a little bit before we started recording and looking at our notes, um, we're going to talk about, again, relationship, partnership, uh, but in a very different context. Uh, I don't think that when many people uh, think of relationships and partnerships, Uh, Clinical environments are not the first place that comes to mind to individuals, but that certainly is the case for the two of you, that there has been a relationship that has been developed over the years as a result of a a clinical engagement. And so we're going to start first, Gene, with that portion of the story. You are a former, uh, I believe it is a uterine cancer patient, celebrating your six years of survival, um, November 2018, correct? That's correct. Um, let's talk about the day that you found out that you had cancer. Again, that was back in 2012. Where were you and how did you feel when you were originally told that you had cancer? I received a phone call from my uh, gynecologist and she had told me then 
that my cancer was rare, aggressive, and tended to reoccur. That was, I can remember the date, it was my 60th birthday on June 22nd of 2012. Um, How did I feel? I, at that time, I actually felt that this could be the beginning of the end of my life here on earth. So uh, reflections of relationships with my beloved family Mm -hmm. and, and, and friends and when my husband came home that uh, earlier that evening than he would have normally come home when we, I told him about the phone call, sure. I hugged him a little tighter than usual. Yeah. Okay. And not untypical. I've uh, been in, in this environment 20 plus years supporting cancer patients, and um, many of them receive phone calls and et cetera, and, and, and feel the sentiments that you felt. You receive that phone call. Obviously, you begin to start working through the process of treatment and care, and, and you started your treatment at some point at Cancer Treatment Centers of America in Atlanta. And my notes tell me that you were one of the earlier patients who started treating at this specific facility in the Atlanta area in the very beginning. When you walk through the door, what was your initial experience or what hit you when you came through the front door of this facility? What what was it that you immediately picked up on as you entered into this environment? It was something unlike I had ever experienced. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was so welcoming. Uh, the It felt more as though I were going into a, a nice hotel. Mm-hmm. But uh, every person who touched my life uh, from then on treated me with the mother care um the feeling that that they they actually cared about me and it and it showed yeah the mother standard of care is what we call that and uh driven by the idea for those who are listening who may have heard that statement for the first time our chairman whose mother basically had contracted cancer many many years over 30 years ago and uh, he felt like that every cancer patient should be treated as if uh, they were someone's mother. That, you know, when your mom is ill and she needs certain things, you would react to her in a very different way than you would just Joe Blow on the street. And that that, that has been built into the culture and the fabric of, of the organization of treating all of our patients with the mother standard of care. So having said that, you start your clinical care and your treatment Without going into any great detail, what what did you do clinically to treat your cancer? What was some of the it was surgery, radiation, chemotherapy? Uh, all okay. of the above. Okay. Yes, I had. So you had, did. Had so you surgery, did the big three: radiation and chemotherapy. Okay. So you experience, you know, those clinical rigors, and they can be difficult, mm-hmm. and in some cases, complicated. Um, you you work through that process, uh, obviously. Uh, and again, I'm told that you are a woman of faith, and so faith is a big part of who you are. Let's talk about how important your faith is to you and was for you during that time. My faith was of, of, of utmost. Um, I, I knew that I was being prayed for, and I welcomed all the prayer that mm-hmm. uh, I, I received. I... Um, believe in the power of prayer, Mm -hmm. maybe the answer may not be what we are particularly, uh, would be our preference uh, on the, on the answer. Happens Uh, often actually. But we do know that God is with us. Yes. 
and we're not alone through whatever journey. And everybody's got something. Yes. Um, mine just happened to be the involuntary member of the Big C Club. Yep, yep. And so when you become a member of, and I'm not going to use the word Big C, I'm going to use the word Little C Club, mm -hmm. because as believers, uh, we know that Christ is, is Lord of Lords mm -hmm. and King of Kings, but you're part of the, the Cancer Club. Mm -hmm. And um, how, how did your family uh, react to you telling them that you had cancer? What was, what was some of the family dynamics that took place with you? I have an awesome family. <laughs> my family rallied, and as my uh, brother-in-law, my sister's husband mm -hmm. said, we all began to, uh, you know, just go on the internet, looking up the big words, and yeah. and and finding everything that we could find out about it could not have been more supportive. So they're basically doing their due diligence to kind of educate themselves about this disease and so mm -hmm. on and so forth. So you start your treatment, you start your care. Obviously, one of the dynamics of any hospital experience, any clinical environment, is that you run, you know, you engage at some point with nurses and, you know, who I consider to be the backbone of any healthcare environment. I believe that they're unsung heroes. Uh, if you took uh, away nurses from the clinical experience, I believe that the, the infrastructure would literally collapse on its face because nurses mm -hmm. uh, are, are in the trenches in ways that no one else can understand. And, and of course, you have your treating, one of your treating nurses who are sitting right here with you uh, on today's show, Elaine Wallace. Welcome to the show. How are you, Thank dear? Thank you. Doing great. Um, let's talk about this lady sitting to your left here. Uh, according to the notes here, you credit, you know, um, the joy in your journey to your CTCA nurse. And I'm assuming you're talking about Elaine. If not, we've got the wrong person behind the microphone. <laughs> You've got the right person. Okay, all right. Let's talk <laughs> I about I will say that everyone was wonderful. Yeah. Elaine is just very exceptional in every way. And I, she made my journey uh, just, she, she laughed, she cried with me. Mm. She went that extra mile in every way. And the, we still have the relationship over six years out. Now. So there was a bond. There was a bond. Absolutely. There. So that that's not that's not negating that there weren't other nurses who didn't do exceptional work, but there was something that was a little more unique to the relationship. Mm -hmm. And so with that, that's what we want to talk about. Um, let's talk about the first day that you met Elaine and what was it that hit you? What what immediately kind of what was the what was the uh, aha factor of of coming in contact with Elaine that started this journey? Elaine was just amazing. You know, she was asking me, do you need a blanket? Would you like some fruit? You know, things like that. And then, of course, she goes through the uh, questions that you were asked about mm -hmm. your where you are you know, in your physical right, yeah. asking. The clinical protocol. The clinical part. She'd always ask these things. And then you could tell as she was asking the questions, she really cared. Hmm. And, and, and there were times that we would... You know, one day I went in and, and I had shoes that didn't match. They were the same type of loafer, but they were one was navy and one was black. Got it. Okay. <laughs> and we, we laughed about that. We still laugh about that now. Uh -huh. She'll say, Look at your feet. You know? <laughs> so she looks after me, make sure I've got the shoes that match. Okay. okay. <laughs> but uh, so many things that we laugh about. And my absent mindedness, uh, one day, uh, 
I'm walking up to Infusion, and here comes Elaine carrying a bag that I left down in the clinic. Okay. So I didn't realize I'd left it. So she, you know, she, she knew I needed some looking after, I guess. And she sort of took me under her wing at a time that I needed some. So, so and, and so, because I, I hear a very interpersonal mm-hmm. set of dynamics mm-hmm. going on here. And, 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 and we laugh about, you know, the fact that you had two different color shoes. But even beyond that, what I think that I'm starting to get the sense of here is that Elaine just came along and, and became... Uh, more of a friend while still being a nurse, doing Mm -hmm. all the things clinically that she should do and and appropriately. Mm -hmm. But there was something else that started happening here with this relationship. Elaine, talk to me. The day that you met uh, Jean and, you know, noticed that she had two different color shoes (laughs) and, you know, she she needed her purse that she left behind. What's going on with you and your thinking about this particular person? I mean, you see cancer patients all day, every day. What stood out about Jean? What happened here? What's going on? You know, I think it's just, all I can say is the Lord just put a connection there. I can't say it's anything really other than that. Um, She, there was just something about her from the beginning that I just, uh, like I said, I can't really put a finger Mm -hmm, on. mm -hmm. But, you know, we we could laugh together almost, you know, from the beginning. Mm -hmm. We prayed together, I believe, the very first day that she was here okay um and i could just tell that you know we were sisters of the heart also but um, elaine you're busy you got a lot of charts to read yes you've you've got a lot of uh you know things to do you've you've got a lot of paperwork you don't have time to be matching people's shoes and tracking down <laughs> people with purses i mean what are you doing what's going on here do you know i think <laughs> One thing I do before I get out of the bed each morning, literally before my feet hit the floor, is I just pray that God will use me with each and every person Mm -hmm. that I come in contact with and for me to know how he wants to use me. And I could see that Jean was really bothered by the fact that she had two shoes that didn't match. (laughs) And I just wanted her to know this is not a big deal. It's not a problem. We love you. We are here for you. And it has nothing to do with your shoes. Well, you know, what's amazing about that is this, is that, uh, again, over the years, what many cancer patients have said to me, and though I didn't hear it here, I I think it's applicable, is that uh, one of the things that cancer patients begin to learn either on their own or with help from others is that they learn how to focus on what's really important and not major on the minors any longer because you know there's a new normal now for you Jane life is a little bit different you've got some different challenges and at the end of the day to your point Elaine the last thing that's a big deal is what color your shoes are right now and so it and and though it may sound really simple it's not simple and to have godly people in place to kind of help us refocus on the things that really we need because again we can get distracted with stuff how long have you been functioning as a nurse my dear elaine actually i've been a nurse since 1975 just a little while huh but uh (laughs) there were many years i took a sabbatical and stayed home to raise my children okay many years um but as we said earlier in the broadcast that I did start here in 2012, mm-hmm. I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that God had put me here. What motivated you to become a nurse? I'm always curious what motivates nurses and doctors to do what they do. 
Well, I can remember even as a little girl that my mother used to always say, you're going to do something where you really care about people. Mm -hmm. Um, Because even as a little girl, I would get upset when I would see people that were unhappy or people that needed, I felt like, some kind of attention or a hug or something. Sure. And back in my generation, and you know, like I said, I graduated in 75, there really were not so many openings for women then. Mm-hmm. I knew school teacher was not what I wanted Got to it. do. Flight attendant was not what I wanted to do. Huh? And I just, well, when I went off to college, my dorm mother, I guess you would call her the RA, mm-hmm. at that time was in nursing. And a girl that I had met who became a close friend was in nursing. And I just was drawn to that. I just... Uh, and so here you are, some, what, 30 years later or whatever that the math is on that, still nursing yes. and caring for people. Mm-hmm. Um, so you meet this angel, this, this person <laughs> that sounds like to me, and, and if I'm putting words in, in your mouth, feel free to take them out, uh, more or less was assigned to you, for you, at a time when you needed someone inside of a clinical environment to be that type of, uh, uh, to have that type of relationship with. How, in the midst of your clinical pathway, how important was that for you to help you get through the, I'm sure there were some rigors and some challenges with your treatment and your care. How important was that for you, sweetie? Absolutely. Elaine walks around with a halo on her head. It's not uh, uh, something that's untrue. And, and when you pick up on that, you don't have to talk to her very long yeah. to, to realize that. So it was very important to me. I it I think that uh, your mental well-being being is mm-hmm. is is a huge part. Mm-hmm. Your spiritual, your emotional, and Elaine addressed not only my physical but all the other areas. And let's and let's connect the dots with that specifically um but not only but specifically the spiritual bridge. I mean, we're talking about someone who represented the clinical aspect of your care mm-hmm. and yet she's supporting you mentally, emotionally and spiritually. Mm-hmm. Uh, how um what did that mean? Because again, as a person of faith in a clinical environment, you know, your nurse is praying with you and mm-hmm. You know, what is that all about? I mean, she's supposed to be dispensing meds, right? And and, and doing chart work. She's she's not the clergy. What is that? what did that mean for you as a person of faith inside of your clinical experience? I knew I was in the right place with the right person because I welcome the prayers, especially from one who is involved with my healing process mm. to know that she cared enough about me to address my spiritual needs. And Elaine, uh, working in a faith-friendly environment, not, mm-hmm. a, not a faith-based environment. Let's be clear, CTCA is not faith-based at all. Right. And I'm, that's, that's not a rhetorical question. I'm answering that question. I, right. the, CTCA is not faith-based because I get people all the time that want to debate with me. You guys are faith No, we are not faith-based. We are faith-friendly and we are faith-neutral. So again, people of other faiths and religious orientations are also welcomed and supported in the environment of CTCA. But how uh, powerful and meaningful is it for you as a quote-unquote clinician of sorts to be able to offer and provide not only mental, emotional, but also spiritual support to individuals in a clinical environment? What does that mean to you from from a healthcare perspective? How important is that for you? 
Well, we, <laughs> it's tremendously you know, important because we, or I know who is the great physician, and he's just using me to, to be his hands and his feet You're just and an his voice. Yeah. I'm just his instrument. You know, Lord, let me be your instrument. And to me, if I can't um, use or utilize my speech or my prayer or that part of my life, which is so significant, that's a huge percentage mm-hmm. of my life, then I feel like part of my my very being, as well as my nursing abilities, are hindered. Interesting. Uh, I feel like that's just one segment of all that uh, is needed for the the patients that come here. And it would be like like you said, dispensing medicine, reading charts, and but then the greatest part of their emotional, especially with cancer patients, the emotional and and the um, spiritual, mm-hmm. that is a huge mm-hmm. part. And if I just feel so blessed to be in a place that accepts that and allows that because it is such a huge part of me yeah. also. And so with that being said, um, as you move forward now, Jane, you're, you're, you're cancer-free. You're, you've been considered clinically cleared of your cancer. We can say that with absolute confidence. Uh, you're now walking on the other side of all that you've been through, all that you've experienced. You've got your friend and your your guardian angel next to you. Uh, what's the relationship like today with you guys? What, do, what how? Talk to me about your relationship today. What is that like? She, Elaine has become basically my best friend, and I would not have known her had I not been here. So I would have missed out on a lot. Mm. So. I can be thankful that I had cancer and met Elaine because I can't imagine having a, a better friend than she has been. I uh, We were just talking earlier and realizing that our birthdays are the same month. Our, our husband's birthdays are close together, and wow. we just might be going out for birthday meals together in wow. the future. Wow. <laughs> Is it safe to say then uh, I asked this question in many different ways. The juice was worth the squeeze of being a cancer patient and all that went with that just mm-hmm. because of the divine connection with Elaine and what that means to your life. And I would imagine, Elaine, and vice versa, how you feel about your relationship with Jane. Cancer was the common denominator that brought you two together. We can glorify God in all situations and circumstances, even when they don't appear to be favorable at the time of what God can and will do through situations. Is that your testimony today, guys? Absolutely. I would like to say that I just feel so blessed. Anyone that had Jean as their patient would be blessed. (laughs) You can't be around her and not be blessed. Mm. But the t- to think that I would be the one that the Lord allowed to be her nurse humbles me. That's awesome. Well, today you have heard from Jean Bates, who is now a cancer survivor and thriver. Uh, as of June, uh, she was diagnosed with cancer in June 2012, and now as of 2018, she's been cleared of uterine cancer. And she has sitting by her side her friend and her treating nurse, 
Elaine Wallace, who has been a nurse since 2012. Both met at Cancer Treatment Centers of America at Atlanta. Today, we salute the both of you, and we thank God for your lives intersecting. Uh, you just never know who you're going to meet and where you're going to meet them and under what set of circumstances you are going to meet them. Thank you that you decided to show up for work. Thank you that you decided to show up for your appointment. God bless you both. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. How good to meet Jean and Elaine here today on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Percy, before we go any further, let me bring up our free resource this week, Cancer 101. Uh, what's what's involved here? Well, it, it implies exactly what the title says, the basics. At the end of the day, we think that everyone should have some working knowledge, if you will, uh, when told or facing or trying to support individuals with cancer. So just some basic cancer facts uh, around, again, how unique cancer is and you know, every year that there are advancements in cancer treatment, uh, you know, what are some of the basic kind of uh, biological dynamics of cancer being a cluster of cells that grows out of control? Again, 101, basic information uh, about smoking, ultraviolet light, nutrition, uh, et cetera, et cetera, that everyone should be aware of and mindful of, that they can share with one another, support themselves with and by, and certainly uh, continue to be encouraged and empowered so that when cancer shows up is not just knocking us back, that we have some working insight around and about this disease. Cancer 101 is a free resource available to you right now at healthhopeandinspiration.com. With locations in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa, Cancer Treatment Centers of America is a comprehensive cancer care network that takes an integrative approach to cancer care. They use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. You can do that by calling 866-712-HOPE. 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, I know I got a lot of inspiration from those two ladies who joined you here today in conversation. You know, listening to them reminded me so much of just how precious uh, life is. And, and I was thinking about my mother-in-law and, and my mom and, and the friends that they have and the time that they spend together and how they talk about each other. Uh, these two individuals spoke as if they were friends for years and they would go out to tea and shop. But this was a relationship that was started within the confines of a medical uh, environment that, yeah. that many people uh, tend to describe as being cold, sterile, and uncaring. And yet when you listen to them, there was nothing that suggested at all that this relationship was birthed out of a cold, sterile uh, no, not at all. Impersonal environment. That's not to say we're guaranteeing that you're going to become this kind of best friend with your care provider, but yeah, it, it, it does happen. It, it illustrates the kind of compassion that these professionals have. Absolutely. And, and, and with that being said, that in this particular case, and you're exactly right, because we don't want to create an expectation that, that it is false, uh, because I think that historically what has happened for many clinical care uh, professionals 
is that they tend to either consciously or unconsciously wall themselves off Hmm. from getting too personal uh, with the people that they support for many different reasons. But I think one of the bigger reasons that I've heard over the years expressed by individuals is that, that God forbid, if they should lose that patient or something should happen to that patient, that it would be so emotionally difficult because of, you know, becoming close and creating a bond. But again, flipping that around, uh, just talking about the level of care that is being provided. In this particular case, two individuals, as Jean uh, expressed about her nurse, uh, she says she considers her to be her best friend. Mm-hmm. That's a huge statement. And this is six years out, too. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, uh, she said that, that what really drove that is she really felt like she was cared for. And what an amazing statement that even in the day and age that we live in, uh, that one can feel that and experience that within a healthcare environment that really does make have an impact upon you mentally and emotionally. Uh, that was a I think that was just an amazing statement. And then to <laughs> flip it around, Jean, who was the nurse, uh, basically said that she felt like her nursing would be slightly hindered if she could not provide on some level that type of compassionate type of care and allowing her faith to also be part of that in loving and supporting and nurturing people who are working through that process. So it was an amazing exchange of of two individuals who met each other. Yeah, and there was some humor involved as well. By the way, I didn't want to point this out, but you have two different shoes on today, Bruce. (laughs) And I thank you for loving me enough to bring that to my attention. But at the end of the day, we know that in the midst of that situation, it really is not not that big (laughs) of a deal. It's not the most important thing, It's not that important at the end of the day. Hey, friends, we want you to respond to our question of the week. What would you have done differently on your cancer journey? You can uh, leave us your response at our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com, mm-hmm. where you can also download the free resource, Cancer 101, kind of a primer on cancer and some things you need to know. Yeah, absolutely. And again, just to kind of keep you in, in a mental space where you don't feel completely blindsided by the idea or the concept of cancer, just some things to help kind of stimulate thought and, and create a basis of insight and information. So again, Cancer 101, basics of cancer and th- and facts that you can have and that others can have that'll help you potentially if and when you have to engage in that conversation. Well, it's been great to be with our listeners here today. Uh, you talked about that proverb a few moments ago go. A friend is one who sticks closer than a brother. Can we end there too? Proverbs 18, 24, one who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin, but there is a friend, praise God, who sticks closer than a brother. Or a sister in this case. Or a sister so that we can be politically correct. (laughs) There's something to be said about having relationships that are true, meaningful, and lasting that does make an impact upon the lives of each and every one of us. And at the end of the day, we should take our cues from Christ himself who said that he would never leave us and that he would never forsake us. May that be true, truly said about relationships that we genuinely have with others that makes a difference in their lives. Thanks for remembering to subscribe to our podcast at healthhopeandinspiration.com and review this podcast at iTunes and other podcast platforms as well. Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Percy, God bless. I guess we'll see you next time. We will. And again, remember, keep the faith and keep working it out. We've got work to do. Keep chopping the wood. You have been listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America.
If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with past pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.